Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the release in question. All the releases are a year or less old because we try to keep our focus on new music. Uh, essentially, we just honestly react to the stuff that we're hearing. Um, you know, we uh, we don't hold anything back. Typically, we don't make value judgments on shit, although on occasion we've been known to. We're not really reviewers or critics in the traditional sense. We just really like punk and hardcore, so we listen to it and talk about it for a couple hours each week, and that's all there really is to it. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between five and seven of them, and uh, that's the show. We, uh, we, you know, we occasionally go on little digressions here and there, but by and large, we focus on punk. Uh, and the uh, various subgenres of punk, and that's really that's really it. Nate, what's uh, what's up? Anything anything popping in your world this week? Yes and no. I mean, nothing more than you know normal. Um, and you know, whatever. Like I, uh, by and large, uh, am a island far out to sea and separated from like gossip and stuff like that. So like yeah. you know. None of that ever reaches me, and that's fine. Sure. Um, so I don't have any news there. However, I would like to weigh in on something and give the final fucking word on something. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, so... Let, let's hear it. A few weeks ago, for whatever reason, the topic of a bread bowl came up. Yeah. And I'm pro bread bread bowl. Yeah. Um, I mean, the last time I had had a bread bowl, to be honest, was probably 15, maybe 16, 17 years ago. Uh-huh. With some crab bisque in a bread bowl at a local arts fest back in my hometown, right? Okay. It was like the thing that you would go to the arts fest for, at the very least, is to get the crab bisque, mm-hmm. right? Um, in the bread bowl. Right. Now, yesterday, I had a Panera bread bowl. Yeah, you did. And I have to tell you that um, Gargus is 100% in the wrong on this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I so I your you know Tiffany she sent a picture of you holding out the bread bowl, uh-huh. um, and uh, I actually posted that to the Demolition Facebook group, uh, much to the pleasure of many people, um, to the dismay of Larry Gargas. Oh, okay. Uh, so I didn't know that this got out already. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, at least to the Facebook group, which is like all things considered a fairly small portion of our listenership. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. You know, so I, I, you know, you might maybe 10% of the people that listen to us were aware of this, but, uh, but yeah, 90% are not going to, this is going to be new information to them. So, okay. So yeah, Gargus is 100% in the wrong on this. Yeah. And I'll give you three reasons why. Okay. Number one, it's not a gratuitous amount of food. Mm-hmm. So if you eat one, you're not being a disgusting slob. Right. Um, it's not like eating an entire loaf of bread hollowed sure. out like a canoe to hold, you know, I don't know, a pot of soup within it. <laughs> right. It is uh, basically a palms. It's perfect for holding in, in the palm of your hand unless you've got little tiny hands. Right. Um, it is a palm sized, crusty on the outside, chewy on the inside loaf of bread that is carefully incised in a circular fashion around the top to make a lid to pull off. Mm-hmm. It fits very nicely back in. You can cover your bread bowl up and keep it hot if you have to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, the bread is delicious, right? As one would expect from Panera Bread. I mean, say what you want. That's in the fucking name. They're good at it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
the soup that was in it was perfect. It was a broccoli and cheese soup. The thickness of the soup, more of a more of a bisque. I, I think the bread bowls are more well suited for thick soups mm-hmm. rather than like a chicken noodle, which might seep through the bread too much. Right. Um, perfect. Um, delicious. It it soaked into the chewy interior of the bread, leaving you with like, um, I would say, uh, uh, less than a stew, but more than a soup. Uh-huh. Right. That's a good yeah. meal. It's a good it, meal. It is. That is a good meal. And it did not seep through the salted exterior, uh, the crispy crispy exterior of the bread. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect size. It's not gratuitous. It's utterly delicious, and it's easily portable and, and concealable, and no trash as a bonus on the other end of that. That's true. Yo, it is low waste. It's very green. I'm telling you, man, I'm sold on the bread bowls at Panera. You know, like I, 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 I kind of caped up for them, and I, you know, but I didn't really know what I was getting, what I was getting into, because maybe it was gross, but probably not. Right. Indeed, it is not. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, when I saw the picture of it, it's been a long fucking time, probably a a decade plus since I've uh, seen a bread bowl in person. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't frequent Panera bread a lot. There's a couple of vegan options there, but it it just, it never crosses my mind to really go there. Um, I I did go there a lot in high school and I fucked heavily with bread bowls, but yeah, it'd it'd been probably 12, 13 years since I'd seen one in person. And when I, when I saw the picture of it, uh, I gotta say it was enticing. I was like, yo, that looks pretty fucking delicious. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, so I, any, anybody that says no is simply a contrarian, right? Simply mm-hmm. a contrarian because what's again, as we said before, what's not the like. So that's just a final word on it. Um, Panera, right. Panera bread continues to be a sumptuous mistress of delights. <laughs> um, you know, you, you're never going to get tired of what she's, what she's got. Right. And, um, you know, fuck you. I got to say, man, I also like we used to we used to dumpster dive quite a lot of stuff yeah. from Panera when they yeah. used to because they used to put their bread in a separate bag. So all mm-hmm. of like the waste bread at the end of the day was in a separate bag in the trash. And so you could dumpster dive it. And like I know at the house, however, you know how many bands and like showgoers at the Harrison house ate Panera bread bagels that were free from the trash that were just there at the end of the day. You know what I Yo, mean? People that came to my house ate so much fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. Yes. Cause we, we dumpster dive the hostess factory or the, the yep. you know, the fucking whatever, whatever the discount store at the hostesses. Yeah. So if you ever had Twinkies and ho-hos and stuff like that, fresh out of the trash, Right. Um, we dumpster dived, uh, little Caesars mm-hmm. mountains of $5 little Caesars pizzas. Right. Yeah. Cause they just, well, pizza hut used to do the same thing at the carry yeah. joint. They would just stick them out by the dumpster at the end of the night. So, but those places kind of got wise and started like putting bleach on them or dumping them out in the dumpster. Cause it's yeah. better to waste something than to give it away. Right. That's, that's right. I mean, it's like, like, yo, little Caesars, I ain't coming in no matter what you do. I ain't coming right, in right. and paying $5 for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you think you lost a customer. You didn't. Um, You didn't. Just consider me one of the rats hanging out around your dumpster. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they would eat Little Caesars. We would we would we would furnish people Little Caesars straight from the trash, Uh, sometimes fruit and veggies. Yeah. You know, hey, as long as some people some people are bothered by that. But um, dumpster diving, I I haven't done it in a few years because it's disgusting. But um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's legit, you know. 
Yeah, no, for sure. If you have like a good spot, like like I said, I mean, Panera, all the bread, it's not like the bread was in bags with, with other trash, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was like a totally separate bag that was just filled with perfectly good bread. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, dumpster diving is legit if you can find a good spot. But yeah, all, all the locals, local places got wise to it years ago. Uh, me and, and my dude, Fresh Ben, used to uh, used to ride around and, and do some dumpster diving here and there on our bikes back in the day. Um, but yeah, you used to be able to dumpster dive shit from when Borders was still a thing. Yep. Um, borders would throw out tons of shit. just like books, game, like fucking board yeah. games, all sorts yeah. of shit. And actually, uh, my our, our homie, Ty, who recently passed um he so there was a game store that he would dumpster dive from only all the games that he would get were like thrown out because nobody fucking wanted them right and then he would like hit us up to go play these games usually at absurd hours of the night on weekdays um and like they would always be like dc comics deck building games and shit yeah and he we didn't know the rules at all but he would just be like oh it's cool like i'll just i'll just tell you as we he, go he along he didn't know the rules either and he didn't know the fucking rules either <laughs> he would just like make shit up that sounded good to him essentially as we went along and it was like the most horrific fucking gameplay it was like it was like Sisyphean, like we. It was just these circular fucking cycles of gameplay that no one really could discern what was happening or who was winning or losing, and they would just drag on for hours, and we didn't really know how to back out or say no to him, so we just kept playing. So yeah, yeah. God rest, God point, rest his soul. It goes from like appeasement to amusement, and then back to like appeasement and appeasement <laughs> once again. <laughs> yes, for sure. All but right. yeah, dumpster dumpster diving was the shit for a minute. But yeah, it's way harder to do than it once was. Yeah. So, you know, final word, bread bowls are dope. Um, that's irrefutable. Um, also, yeah. A PSA. Mm-hmm. Stop fucking littering. Uh, yeah. Everybody. I don't, I don't like littering at all. I think it sucks. I've, I've been, I've been, you know, fishing around town right. and, um, there's so much fucking litter everywhere I go to fish. I, 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 I don't understand I don't understand the brain that finishes something, you know, mm-hmm. has the remains of the packaging or whatever in their hand and decided, well, I guess this is fine right here now. Yeah. I, no, came, sure. I came here to see, to have a good time and do something nice. And um, now my trash is everywhere. Yeah. It's fucked. Uh, that littering will get me like genuinely heated. Dude. Yeah. And, and you know, I so like I was thinking about it while I was fishing last night. I and I I've thought of this for a while. There are very few things that you can see a total stranger do mm-hmm. and have like a full on fucking beat about this person. Like wanton littering is one of the most I guess like biggest tells. Yeah, it's very revealing. You don't want to deal with the rest of this fucking person. For sure. Yeah, agreed. I, like, I can't imagine what a shambles your fucking living situation must be if you think it's okay to just huck a fucking bottle, you know what I mean? Like into yeah. the fucking river or just leave a, bo- a bag of fucking trash, not even put the beer cans in the fucking bag, just leave them everywhere. Yeah, it's it's like it's some of the most antisocial behavior imaginable. It really is. It's it, it is boggling to me. So so f- if there's anybody listening that litters, mm-hmm. fucking knock it off. Yeah, for real. Get your fucking life straight. You know, like yeah. Jesus Christ. If you find, I think that 
like finding yourself in, in the midst of the act of littering mm-hmm. should be cause for like serious personal alarm on the, yeah, yeah. On the part of the person, right? Like what yeah. the fuck am I doing? Well, how did I, how did I get here? Like, why can't I do better than this? Right. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It should be it should be akin to the realization an addict has the last time they shoot up before they go to the fucking reco- into recovery. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, whoa, yeah. what the fuck am I doing? I gotta I I gotta I gotta really reassess what's going on with my life. You should have a similar reaction if you find yourself in the middle of littering. Yeah, like like if you find if you find that you and and, and you know, those of you that I know, I know there's at least, you know, most of the people who listen to this fucking show that probably litter, um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, if you find yourself in the act of littering, mm-hmm. stop and reflect, yeah. right? And pull away from that precipice because that is, it is such a, it is such a, a bald faced metaphor for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. For real, man. So littering, knock it off. Yeah, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. I, I it, it baffles me. I don't fucking get it. You know, I'll go to a, like a fucking park and, mm-hmm. you know, ostensibly people go there to enjoy it because it's not full of fucking trash and doesn't right. look like their shitty house and isn't yeah. full of fucking bullshit like the rest of their life, right? Yeah. And what do they do? Fill it up with bullshit and garbage and trash like the rest of their fucking life. I'd love I'd love to find some fucking idiot changing their baby in a parking lot and ram that dirty diaper right down their fucking throat. <laughs> in a just world, in a just world, you would be able to brutalize litterers on site. I I agree with that entirely for sure. Right. I'm I'm talking like I'm talking like rock solid you know, I'm talking rock solid fucking legal precedent. I'm not talking, yeah. you know, stand your ground. We got to go to court. If you find yourself with a fucking dirty diaper shoved halfway down your fucking trachea, you know, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, I, I agree with that entirely. Um, you know, or you know what? Fucking dash the baby's head off the fucking bumper. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to fucking change the diaper anymore. <laughs> Yeah, go right to the source, man. Right, you, you, you know, the, you're, you're clearly introducing this kid into a shit life in a shit world, you shit fucking maggot person, right? <laughs> the last thing we need are more fucking five brain cell idiots walking around littering everywhere. Like, yo's daddy's daddy's daddy taught you how to fucking do, you fucking moron, right? <laughs> fucking smack that baby's fucking face right off the bumper. Throw yeah. it over your fuck. Well, throw it in the trash. Don't throw it over your shoulder. Smack its fucking face off the bumper and be done with it. Yeah, break the I, cycle. I, I agree with that entirely. And I gotta say, dude, it's like, I mean, all people from all walks of life litter. Don't get me wrong, but like, I, we've we've lambasted like white trash and like redneck ass motherfuckers on this show many times, probably more than we've ever lambasted any other group. Um, and I got to say, they are the litterinous motherfuckers I have ever seen in my life. Yo, they, they have so little regard for their surroundings. Again, it gets back to the brutally indigent and stupid. Right. Yes. Yes. Right? It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. I use the fucking term redneck as a fucking catch all. Right. For sure. Because, you know, you see the fucking brutally ignorant and stupid and violent around the world and 
you could put a fucking mullet in a fucking, you know, Bass Pro Shops hat or a fucking, you know, like fucking, you know, no fear hat on any single one of them. Yeah. Right. It's all sure. the same goddamn thing. They're all yeah. the same fucking person over and over and over again. The brutally stupid and indigent are the worst goddamn people on the fucking planet. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> for sure. Again, it just it it just it, it always loops back into that like as much as I on paper am in support of like cooperative communal uh social conditions. It, it can't uh, work because you have just, to deal with those people. It can't work. Like I always see people like bring out the guillotines, you know what I mean? Like line Wall Street with the bodies of 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 the rich and I'm with that, but then then what's step 2? You know what I'm saying? Right. Because then then you're left with an unruly populace that is mostly mostly filled with brutally stupid careless people who are more than happy to engage in antisocial behavior the likes of which uh none of you are prepared to confront right so it's like (laughs) i don't know i don't know if killing elon musk is the end game baby i think that uh you're going to be very unpleasantly surprised by the world you're left with uh, even after we strike down the ruling class because your fellow working class individuals are uh, no less at fault uh, for the decay of the modern world than the people at the top of the ladder. Yeah, man. And, and it's just horrible, dude. So, you know, like I said, littering is a huge fucking social tell. Um, <laughs> knock it off. If you're doing it, rethink your life. Acknowledge the fact that you are a brutally stupid person mm-hmm. and endeavor to um correct that course for sure yo are we are we the fucking we're the crime think podcast now we've we've covered <laughs> the joys of dumpster diving uh e- eco-terrorism essentially <laughs> now we're 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 assaulting litterers um you've been fishing out of the dirty river we're the crust punk crime think podcast now well i haven't been eating out of the dirty river and I don't. I don't know if crime think could be fishing out of the dirty river because you know it's uh it's um you know torturing animal slaves for my uh, own enjoyment. Right? <laughs> well, not every not every every member of crime think was was vegan, but yeah. Did did, did did you ever like crime think? Its day is like you know come and gone for the most oh, part. Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um. But um. Boy, was that fucking tedious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like 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 there was just such a fucking pedantic level of proselytization, you know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. just oh fuck. Look, man. I get it. You think the world will be cool if we did this and did this and did this, but we still got to fucking deal with the idiots, man. Right. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like, it ain't gonna work, dude. It ain't gonna work. It ain't yeah. gonna work. I, 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 I'm, I have quite a stack of uh, various crime think literature among my, uh, my old zines that I've collected over the course of the last fifteen, twenty. Honestly, years. it's so fucking indulgent and su- and like full of itself. If you go back and revisit it, you know what I mean? Oh, total, totally. It, yeah. it, I, I have never made it past. I would say a page and a half of anything crime think ever had to say. Uh, there was a moment when I was like a, a teenager where I ate it up and that's how I ended up with anarchy and equality tattoos on my wrists. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I get it. It's cool. Shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, you want to jump into some music? Yeah, let's get to it. All right, cool. 
So in the queue this week, we have Rigorous Institution with their Survival Slash Despotism EP. This is a band from Portland, Oregon. One of our listeners sent this in. Um, let's see who... Uh, who sent this in? I gotta, I gotta start, I gotta start fucking getting this shit. Like, you do, fucking, man, you gotta give credit to these people. Yeah, I, I, I need to start giving credit to the people who send this shit in. Um, okay, so this was Justin, Justin Straw. Uh, he says he's a regular listener to the show, always entertained, and occasionally turned on to some rad new stuff. Oily, oily boys, rash, and arse. So a man of of uh, strong taste. Yeah. He's, these Portland folks are onto something distinctly, distinctly desperate and grimy. Check it out. All right, cool. I'm, I'm into that. That description sounds quite nice. I fuck with that. Um, then next up, we have a band whose name I cannot pronounce. It's P-H-E-D-R-E, so it could be Fedra or Phaedra or Feeder. Um, I don't really know. Uh, probably Phaedra. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking Phaedra or Fedra. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the record is called Eterna. They are a band from Toronto. And uh, this was sent in by, I believe, Will Neal. Um, he said it is a, a duo that he's been into since 2012. They fall into the punk and hardcore adjacent qualifier. Um, he said they're more at home in the power plant or maybe Diot bucket, but less abrasive and more poppy. Members are also in the band Hooded Fang. Um, so, yeah, there you go. And Will Neal is, uh, is I, I mean, I hate to play favorites, but he's one of my favorite listeners. So. Um, then we have got, uh, local, local heroes dipped with modern man's downfall. Mm -hmm. Uh, John from dipped sent this in. He said it was, uh, he said it was bound to happen eventually. So he decided to go ahead and just send it in. Um, he said, don't hold anything, don't, don't hold anything back, bring it on punks. Well, here's the thing, John. It was bound to happen only if you made it happen. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not like we were going to fucking seek it out. This is a submission-based <laughs> show, so. Right. <laughs> I guess I guess in terms of a self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah, it was bound to happen. Yes. Um, so, yeah, these are local Man is the Bastard Warship Grind band uh, that uh, I've booked on a few shows and have been going, going steady for a few years now. Then we have uh, Desios Primitivos with their self-titled release. This is sent in by Grant Williams, dude I've known for a very long time. Um, Oakland, California-based band. He said it's, this has been out for, since May, and it's, he's surprised that it flew under his radar for as long as it is, and that it's very good. So there you go. Grant typically has pretty good fucking taste, and the artwork on this looks really cool. Um, so I kind of hope we land on it because it looks like something that would be right up our alley. Then we have got Textbook with Hell Year. This is a listener of the show and a homie of mine, Chad, um, a.k.a. DJ Textbook, a.k.a. Textbook. He, this is his brand new record. Um, he describes it as punk and hardcore adjacent. Knowing what I know about his music, I, you know, I guess maybe punk or hardcore in ethos. I, he so he makes he likes punk and hardcore but like he isn't like a hardcore kid per se um he exists in like a weird world of like alternative music that is kind of foreign to me the kind of music that he really enjoys and I think that he makes is called nightcore and nightcore is a very very strange subgenre if we if we get uh, if we land on this I'll, I'll try to contextualize it a little bit more but this okay. is the this is the first single off of his uh, his upcoming record it's called Molgoth and it features Alice gas he says uh, 
he says we can say whatever we want about him, but be nice to Alice Gass. She's the first verse. Well, Chad, you're a regular listener to the show and a Discord participant. I think you should know better than to than to uh, include any sort of stipulations about what we can say about the track. Um, if Alice sucks, she's going to fucking get an earful about it. Uh, next up, we have got Highway Sniper with Greatest Hits. Highway Sniper was in the queue when this first dropped, but I don't think we got around to it. They just uh, they just put out a tape on Acrobat Unstable Records, um, so they resubmitted it, resubmitted it. It features my homie Skyler, who plays in Taking Meds, uh, my homie Eric Egan, who plays in the band Heart Attack Man, who's really good, sort of uh, power poppy indie rock from Ohio, and then my man George Lucarelli, who also plays in Heart Attack Man sometimes, and uh, it's just a generally wild motherfucker. This is like... Um, it's like crust, like stadium crust kind of stuff with really heavy breakdowns. It's uh, I've I've actually listened to this and it's really really fucking good. Hey, I feel like I've heard this too, but I'm not sure. Word. <clears throat> then we have got Clock of Time with Pestilent Planet. Um, this was this is on Static Shock Records. Um, so it's probably fucking good because basically everything that Static Shock puts out is uh is good um i can't remember who sent this in but uh you know if i find it i'll, I'll figure it out and, and let you know i heard this um mm-hmm. i don't know earlier this summer um but i don't remember what this sounds like but that artwork i remember i remember that artwork yeah the artwork is sick i you know i heard this that looks like something morbid mark would have drawn in the 90s yeah it does like late uh, 80s and early 90s uh, and I, I think this has members of Diot. I think the vocalist of Diot sings for this band, maybe. Okay. Um, then next up, we have got Gun with Peace, Love, and he- Heavy Weaponry. Gun put out one of my favorite uh, favorite demos of last year. Um, this is their new release on Going Underground Records. This was sent in by a Patreon listener of ours. Let me double check who it was. Um, yeah, so this is from Cesar Alejandro Izaguirre. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing your name super well, but, you know, sorry. Um, died in the wool, gringo. Uh, he said, sup, y'all? This dropped a few weeks back on the No Deal YouTube page. Thought we might dig it. Well, I already dig gun. I just haven't listened to this yet. Fast OC, punk, hardcore, a la Circle Jerks with some pace changes towards the middle of the tape. Um, not original blackout and slacker his personal faves. Yeah, I've heard this. I couldn't place it right now, but I, you know, don't letting YouTube do its thing at work and saw that artwork come on, up on the screen. Yeah, word. Uh, yeah, I've been stoked to check this out. I saw it dropped a few days ago and I've been meaning to check it out. So hope, hopefully we land on it. But even if we don't, I'll listen to it and probably enjoy it a lot. Um, Caesar also says, P.S. The Patreon episodes are definitely the best things thing you guys do. Love the community. Love the content. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank you a ton, Caesar. I appreciate that a, a, a lot, genuinely. And uh, we we lost some Patreon uh, subscribers this last month, even though we've been putting out more content than ever. Um, so you heard it here first from Caesar. The the and and Jay Titchy from Sidetracked recently said the same thing that our Patreon episodes are by far the best content we put out. So, you know, well, you know, times are tough, man. Times are indeed tough. 
Um, then next up, we've got Vanguard with Rage of Deliverance. Um, this is on New Age Records. It's a new band featuring, I know, Flint from the band Life Force. Um, and I'm not sure who else is in this band. I'm not sure if it's other members of Life Force or what. But uh, everything that I've seen as far as the marketing goes and everything like that, this is like 90s hardline inspired uh, metallic, like vegan straight edge hardcore stuff. Mm. Um, so something that I may very well love and Nate, you may very well feel kind of ambivalent to. Mm. And then last up, we have got Soothing with two songs. Soothing is the new project, uh, one of many, uh, from my homie Nick Fit. I play in a band with Nick Fit called uh, Summerhead. This is uh, very different from that project, if you've heard that. This is like um, black metal-infused hardcore, not dissimilar from uh, something like Bone All or even like Raspberry Bulbs or something like that. Um, I have heard this because I did a, uh, little write up for them, a little press write up for them the other day and, uh, it's very good, but yeah, he sent it into the show. So I figured I'd throw it into the queue All and, right. uh, on that note. Let's roll the dice. See what we got first. Okay. Six. Okay. Six is highway sniper. So, uh, let's listen to maybe the second track off of this because the first track has like an intro i mean it's got an intro eh, yeah we'll listen to the second track um so the uh band camp is highwaysniper.bandcamp.com the record is greatest hits like i said it's an ep it initially came out in january and then acrobat unstable just did a tape release of this that i think like came out like yesterday or two days ago or something so this is very fresh um yeah let's listen to the second track on this so we're going to hear 44 Bomber Jacket by Highway Sniper off of their EP Greatest Hits. just heard the song 44 bomber jacket by highway sniper off of their ep greatest hits nate how'd you feel about it i dug that um yeah i like that i like the uh obviously i'm all i'm always about uh real shit yeah um so i'm into that i'm into being aware of what hap- what's happening in the world beyond your you know little social media click or whatever and uh being outraged at things that may not affect you directly 
Right. Um, just the indignity of it. Right. Sure. Um, it's, it's, it's that, that's enough to fucking outrage me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like that musically. It was really good. Um, the breakdown at the end kind of caught me off guard. I was not expecting it to be quite that much of a beatdown breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't find it obnoxious in the context of the rest of the song. Right. Um, it didn't. So, so a lot of times it's like that, that the, the breakdowns and like beatdown songs, because most of the song is already a fucking breakdown. Yeah. The breakdown has to be like even that much more obnoxious and gratuitous. Sure. Yes. Um, and I actually, as it went on, I felt like it contrasted pretty nicely to the, you know, like general, like DB up, up pace or, or DB pace of the rest of the song. Right. Um, so yeah, I thought it worked pretty well and it was, uh, it, the, the, the breakdown at the end was also sort of like a nice, it put a nice emphasis on the lyric. Here's your Nobel prize. Right. Um, so yeah, all in all, that's a winner. Yeah, it's uh this this EP is really good, man. Uh it's uh the the whole thing is good. If you like that track, you'll probably enjoy the whole thing. They uh jokingly refer to themselves as D beat down. Um it it works really well, I think, not in no small part because of the high caliber of musicianship of everybody involved. Um I've also often told George in private that he is a savant. Uh the man is a lunatic. Um, and, uh, he is like, has some of the most questionable music tastes that I've ever, uh, come across in an adult man, but he also likes cool shit and he can hear a genre and then immediately replicate it to like shocking degrees of accuracy. He's like just an unbelievably talented musician. Eric is a really good songwriter. Skylar's a really good songwriter and like Skylar's singing for this band, um, Skylar's also just like one of my favorite lyricists, period. Um, we've played Taking Meds on the show before. Uh, just really biting, incisive lyrics. Uh, like, you know, Skylar's one of my best friends, and uh, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, like, I genuinely think he's like one of my favorite living lyricists, period. Uh, this is obviously a very different approach, um, not the same sort of stuff that he typically writes about with taking meds, but I think displays the same sort of uh, sort of cutting, incisive uh, you know, observations about uh, global politics and things of that nature. Skylar's a very smart dude, and it comes across in the lyrics, but they don't feel, uh, they don't feel preachy or pedantic. Um, they're just uh, very sort of laying bare the facts of... Uh, geopolitics you know um and like yeah i think as you pointed out you know one of the pitfalls of of beat down as a genre is that like there's no there's very little dynamic uh room for dynamics in the songs right Right. like you just have this sort of like glacial crawling pace throughout the entire thing and like the entire purpose of a breakdown is that it offsets like the tempo and energy of the rest of the song and like when it comes in it's there's it's supposed to be impactful but like if if every riff is breakdown after breakdown it completely loses that impact um yeah and and when you hear something that's not like a breakdown or or something it's just it's more it's kind of like the opposite of this whereas the breakdown in this song is flavor at the end but the meat of the song is you know the first fucking you know minute 10 right right yeah um but when you listen to like a you know a beatdown song, the fast parts are just fucking filler, right? You know what I mean? Like everybody's just basically waiting for that to get done so they can get to the fucking exactly you know, knuckle dragon again. 
Nah, for sure. Exactly. And that's, you know, like I said, that's one of the greatest pitfalls of that genre. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think all the components combine in this band to just do something that is, uh, actually like fairly unique. There are not a lot of bands taking an approach like this, um, that are doing like, they're playing D beat, uh, like tragedy esque D beat, uh, with this degree of capability and then also throwing in like heavy hardcore and like beat down influence stuff. And it, it just, it works really well. I can't say yeah. enough good things about this stuff. I'm glad that it's finally seeing a physical release. So, yeah. um, so if you, if you did enjoy this, um, acrobat unstable.com, I think is their website or just Google acrobat unstable. Um, and you can pick up, uh, pick up tapes from them. Uh, all right. On that note, let's roll the dice. See what's next. All right. Five. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Five is textbook. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I was hoping that we would get around to this or not, but like, <clears throat> I'm genuinely interested to hear it. I shoot the shit with Chad a lot. I went on his, he and his homies podcast. I genuinely enjoyed Chad. I think he's a rad dude. Um, but his music taste for sure baffles me. Um, so the Bandcamp is textbook, T-X-T-B-O-O-K.bandcamp.com. And uh, yeah, so this is the first single off of his new release, Hell Year. So I'm going to contextualize this a little bit. Um, so like he, he told me that he's shooting for Midwest emo meets drum and bass with this track. Hmm which sounds insane. Um, I don't know if his, if this record really falls in the genre or not. I guess we'll find out after we listen to it, but he's really into this shit called Nightcore. And like, I guess the most popular iteration of Nightcore or like music that's at least adjacent to or comes from Nightcore is that band 100 Gex, um, who is a very, very popular group with young people. Uh, and... I finally checked them out a few months ago out of morbid curiosity and uh, I, I found it to be pretty much unlistenable. Um, the genre as a whole is really interesting in that like on paper it it contains a lot of elements that I do like in other presentation in, in other or other, other iterations uh, and I do like on paper because it's kind of like it's kind of like a deconstructionist approach to pop music where it takes a lot of elements that exist in pop music over the past 20 years and sort of uh, uses a cut and paste method to create this sort of like unrecognizable pastiche of many different pop cultural touchstones over the last two decades. And then it kind of mixes everything way into the red so that everything's peaking and becomes like highly inaccessible so like the ethos of the music is something i can get down with but uh from what i've heard of the execution um so far because he sent me like a playlist of nightcore shit uh none of it is any is any good at all so well i mean here's a article on mtv about 100 gex how they're making music super fun again i guess man so you know they must MTV's paying attention. They must be doing something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. MTV with their finger on the pulse of youth culture. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess let's I guess let's jump into this. So we're gonna listen to the song "Malgoth" featuring Alice Gas by Textbook off of his upcoming EP "Hell Year." Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so we just heard the song Molgoth featuring Alice Gas by Textbook off of his EP Hell Year. Nate, take it away. Uh, there's nothing I liked about that. Yeah. Um, nope. No. I. That is not... Um, that is alien. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? That That is alien. I mean, you know, that... I would not be surprised to so so it's impossible for me to not hear that and um lament that the flower of my youth is long dead. <laughs> Go on. Because hearing that, right? Mm-hmm. That sounded like an extended dance clip from an episode of Adventure Time. Yeah, okay, I could see that for sure. Right? Yeah. They, they, like they come across a fucking bug in the woods, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And, you know, Jake's like, whoa, look at this bug. And then they go over and look at it. And, you know, it turns out that the bug is walking into a hole. They peep in the hole and there's like a fucking crazy dance party that they finally find themselves in. And, uh-huh. you know, if you take that as a compliment, that's fine. Right. I, I like Adventure Time well enough. Um, I'm not going to fucking cry about it. But, um, <laughs> you know, like. At the same time, like that doesn't, that didn't sound real. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It doesn't sound like real music, it right? It doesn't sound real. And it just, it makes it, it, that, that, you know, most of the time I'm not painfully aware um, that I am uh, on, on the back nine, so to speak. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But when I hear shit like that, because I can't imagine anybody over the age of fucking 10 liking that, mm-hmm. um, I, I am. Like, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm stunned, speechless. Right. I like this isn't for listening to. Who the <laughs> fuck listens to this? And and not only that, but like, this is. You're sure as shit not going to be listening to this like, in in five or ten years, except as like a fucking nostalgia piece, right? Right. 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 Like. I don't know, man. Nothing about this was appealing. Fucking nothing. It sounded phony. It sounded, yeah. It just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. I, it, it, it has, it has stuck me speechless. So okay, so you know, you wonder. Like, I remember being younger and thinking, like, you know, yeah, my fucking folks. You know, hey, you know, Bruce Dickinson ain't got no fucking title. Like, are you fucking sick? Are you, are you fucking broken in your head? You can right. hear Bruce Dickinson and not think that dude can fucking wail, right? Sure. Right. You know, or, or like, you know, uh, you guys just yell into a microphone and blah, 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 on the bass drums. Like, oh, no, those guys can play their instruments well fucking better than like Peter, Paul, and Mary and any of your favorite fucking folk heroes from 1971. Right. Right. Sure. Um, like, like it's not even a fucking comparison. Right. 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 Bill, Bill Steer is fucking mopping the floor with, with anybody from the 60s folk revival, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So like blow yeah. it out your ass. Right. Sure. And that's it. But, and then you wonder like my, my, my frame of reference for old people music is shit like that. Right. Right. Um, because that's what the old people in my life always listen to, right? Mm. Is uh, classic rock, and you know, basically the music, the music that white people sure as shit fucking loved in the late '60s and in the '70s, right? Right. And uh, they're dying now, right? They're going to their graves, still <laughs> listening to fucking, you know, st- st- still listening to fucking Cat Stevens, 
just yeah. like they did when they were 19, right? Still, still, still putting the fucking, the, the pedal to the metal for like the, the, uh, the, the genius behind, uh, the lyricism of David Crosby as they fucking wink out one by one, like old Christmas lights. <laughs> um, and you know, like I'm going to go to my grave thinking about fucking neg- NA, you know what I mean? And, right. Yeah. And, and Slayer, right. I, I'm going to go to my grave. Like I want to, at my funeral, at my funeral, I want to be fucking propped up. Right. Uh-huh. I want to be propped up with my eyes open. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. in my, in my fucking casket. Mm-hmm. Right. And there I am. And you just come in and you, and I'm just hanging out and we're just listening to like, you know, rain and blood on repeat. Yeah. Cause that's one of my favorite albums of all time. That album can't be fucked with. There's yeah. not a single, there's not, there's not a single bad note on that entire fucking record. Right. That is correct. Yes. Um, so we're just going to listen to that on repeat. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to fucking get rid of me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'll go to my grave with a fucking NA shirt on or, you know, whatever. I'll be following the, the style of shit that I like until I fucking die. And, and I'm like, okay, I honestly cannot fucking fathom someone being 70 years old and then like suffering from you know, 75, you know, suffering from like dementia, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And right. like music, the music therapist comes into the old folks home <laughs> and puts the these fucking headphones on or whatever. You know, now if, if, if fucking Elon Musk has his fucking way, we'll have goddamn chips on our head. Right. So we can get Tesla ads all fucking day. Why not? Fuck it. Right. Yeah. Right. Our entire day will be a series of fucking micro purchases to avoid ads everywhere we fucking go. Um, because we just can't stop ourselves from building this irrevocable fucking digital hell that we're descending into. And we can see the consequences, but we will not hit the brakes, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, all no, the fucking sure. tells are there. It's all fucking there, right? Yeah. So let's say that like, um, I don't know. I, I don't know who Alice Gass is. They're fucking 80 years old, mm-hmm. right? In the throes of fucking dementia. <clears throat> Family's worried, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice is basically non-responsive. She, you know, barely knows how to eat. This person barely knows how to fucking eat anymore. You know, right. and like, like my grandmother, the last time I saw my grandmother was fucking slumped over in, in a fucking old folks home. She wasn't even slumped over. She was basically like sitting on her lumbar spine with her ass hanging halfway off the end of the fucking wheelchair. And her, she was so curled over and fucking out of it because the Alzheimer's had hollowed out her fucking brain that her chin was like resting on her fucking like belly button. You know what I mean? Right. And I was like, I, I, I can never come back here again. I can never, ever, ever come back here again. And she wasn't, it took her like three more years to die. You know what I mean? And I didn't go back. Um, so, you know, Alice isn't quite there yet, but she's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, you know, we're like, well, let's, 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 let's play some music therapy. And they put this on. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, dude, like what a sight. What a right? sight to behold that would be right? for sure. You're going to yeah. have a fucking old folks home and fucking grannies walking around with fucking 100 gecks. No. <laughs> you know, I know I sound old saying that, but no, man. You know what right. I mean? Like there's loads of shit that fucking came and went in the fucking 70s and 80s that no one is fucking revisiting. No one. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I just, this, this took all the aspects of shit that I find horrible and put it all together. <laughs> you know the whininess the whiny self and fucking indulgence of like emo mm-hmm. right the fucking woe is me man blow it out your fucking ass 500 goddamn gazan children according to highway sniper are fucking dead right <laughs> right the Yemenis 
getting fucking slaughtered by the Saudi Arabian Air Force, who we supply the fucking the funding for, right? We back that shit. That's true. Right? So don't you fucking cry to me in your emo way about, you know, a fall day and your first spring in fucking college when you can't see your fucking girlfriend anymore? <laughs> Man, blow it out your fucking ass. <laughs> right? Yeah, fair enough. And like, so, so like this, this took that. It took the fucking weep wompiness of emo. It took the, I guess the hyper frenetic sort of like electronic dance music that I would expect to hear in like a video game. Mm-hmm. And yo, I ain't listening to video game music, right? Sure, I know that's a thing, long. but I ain't fucking listening to video game music, right? Right, right. I mean, sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It fucking ain't happening, right? <laughs> Yeah, okay. So it took that with the fucking emo. It's just, man, nothing about this was appealing to me. Literally fucking nothing. Nothing. I, I can't even imagine. Can you fucking imagine <laughs> the sight of like being at a show and seeing people like what it, do whatever they do to probably just, you know, kind of hang around and like nod their head to this sort of shit? I, I don't even fucking know, dude. Yeah, a lot of blue hair and septum rings. Yeah, man. And like... <laughs> If that makes me old, I guess I'm fucking old, dude. But there will come a day. Trust me. Right? I say say that every once in a while, and I am almost always fucking right. There (laughs) will come a fucking day. Yeah, for sure. Um, The shoe is always on the other foot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you, you summed up exactly how I feel about this stuff in the sense that like, I've never heard music that makes me feel more out of touch with, uh, the concept of youth. Um, I, like this to me makes me feel completely alienated. I, I don't understand it on really any level. Um, the only, like I said, I think on paper, I, I get it in the sense that it's like, alienating and like the drums are like peaking and 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 in the red which cool you know and and it's like grading to old people which all right cool right um but like i'm the old person in this case and uh and i and i don't understand it and and i think you you really hit the nail on the head in the sense that like i very strongly doubt that people are going to be banging this type of shit in their car when they're 70 to me, this is this the, the whole Nightcore thing, 100 Gex, um, this and the stuff that Chad has showed me. It feels very much like fucking like new metal to me, or or like radio, you know, mid 2000s radio emo. In that it's just very flash in the pan. It doesn't have any staying power as a genre. It will you know, it will persist for the next 50 years in the hearts and minds of the people that were into this just via the nostalgia that they feel when, when a track comes on. But like there, there aren't, I, I doubt that this is a genre that is going to inspire a whole lot of imitators 30 and 40 years down the line. You know what I'm saying? You know, like what is, I I don't even fucking know. Right. What, What is like a, um, Okay, if Snapchat were a real, like, like a physical fucking entity, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's, it would sound like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is a really good fucking right. summation of this entire sort of pheno- musical phenomenon. Yeah. Like, that. that's what it would fucking sound like. It ju- this just feels like it has all the staying power of, like, the fucking, 
Limp Biscuit posters that were pages that were ripped out of fucking magazines in 2001 and hung up on the, uh, on like kids fucking walls then, you know, they're yeah. like 40, you know, now 38, 40 now. Right. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it, I don't know, man, this was no. And, and you know what, John Mayo, I know you got to make a buck, but fuck you, dude. <laughs> He's just—he's just a visual artist, man. He's just taking—he's just. Yo, I don't think we could say fuck John Mayo for doing the art for this, man. Yo, it was just a commission. At, at some point, you got to put your fucking foot down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When I, you know, when I was doing more freelance writing, not just uh, music stuff, um, there were a couple. Uh, there were a couple pro pro life articles that came across my desk that I did not do. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's you're, you've got a point. One does have to have ethical boundaries over which they will not cross, and I think it's reasonable to assert that doing visual artwork for a release of this caliber is like that's that's a that's a boundary you should have in place if you if you want to be considered a serious art, artist. So, John, you know, yeah, maybe maybe he needs advice on this one. You know what I mean? Maybe be a little bit more selective with what you do in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, to your credit, it doesn't look like you put quite as much fucking effort into this as other things I've seen you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Chad, who who commissioned John to do that, will would love to hear it. <laughs> um, but you know, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shit on this every goddamn fucking way until I run out of fucking breath. Yeah. So I'm out of breath. Let's fucking move on. I I, I never want to hear anything like this again. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, man. Um, you know, all all the love to Chad. Um, you know, you're you're a good dude. I very much enjoy chatting with you. Um, the fact that you are a grown ass adult that makes music like this is genuinely fucking baffling to me. Um, but I wish you the best, and I hope all of the green haired fifteen year olds uh, eat it up and uh, download your record. Let's, yeah, uh, and we'll, hopefully, we'll, when you get the mention at seventy five, you totally forget this shit existed. <laughs> one one can only hope fingers crossed yeah let's uh let's roll the dice eight all right eight is soothing which will be a very nice juxtaposition to what we just heard the band camp is band of soothing.bandcamp.com the album is two songs this is their first release it uh came out on a limited edition lathe cut seven inch there are only three remaining it looks like and i believe that nick is planning because i he sent me the all of the stuff that they have recorded i think he's planning to do um like maybe four uh two song lathe cut limited like lathe cuts for basically the entirety of the record and then eventually compile them onto like an lp or something right. uh, which i think is a cool idea um, as hey, I said, hold on yeah. a second. Hold on a second. Okay. So you, are you on the band of soothing.bandcamp.com right now? I am. Okay. Scroll down to the bottom. Okay. Do you see in the, if you like soothing, you might also like. Yeah. Um, is La Armada there? It is. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter what the fuck I listen to on Bandcamp. La Armada is always down there. Which is weird because I don't think that band is that fucking good. Everybody goes fucking crazy for them, and I do not like them. I don't give a shit. No, right? me neither, man. It's weird. They've been they like, are the Black Dahlia murder of fucking like shitty, overhyped hardcore. Yeah, dude, for sure. I agree. It's they they like they tour a fuck ton, which I think is you know to their credit, like they're hey, fucking they're road dogs. Um, that's that'd be blast, man. I would fucking love that same but you know i think i think you just 
I think it's like inundate. I think it's like uh, a fan base via exposure, via exposure, and then just like inundation. Like you're accosted with La Armada's music everywhere you turn, and people just get into it. I mean, to be fair, you know, I've seen them live more yeah, times than I would played, like to. They played Fort Wayne like every third fucking day of the month, you know, for for a while. Yeah, and and like, I mean, seriously, they, like like certain people that would book shows every fucking show, they would be on. Yeah. Because uh, I think they're based out of Chicago, yeah. Um, so it's only you know three hour three hour drive for them. But uh, yeah, like the, I mean, I, they put on a good live show in the sense that they're energetic and they sound good. But the, the songs just aren't fucking there for me, man. I, no. I, don't, I don't know. I I do not understand that band's uh, staying power at all. But you know, it, there you it, go. it it pings the radar in the wrong ways. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, this sounds nothing like La Armada. And if you're a fan of La Armada, um, there's no guarantee that you will be a fan of Soothing. So uh, let's just uh, let's listen to the first first song off of the, their, their two-song EP. So we're going to listen to the song Lone Column by Soothing off of two songs. All right, we just heard the song Lone Column by Soothing off of their first EP, Two Songs. Nate, what'd you think about it? Oh, that was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I bought one of those lathe cuts just because, uh, you know, it's going to sound like shit because it's a lathe, but man, sure. that was fucking cool. Yeah, it's really good stuff, man. <laughs> that was really good. Like, v- now, now let's not say that they're doing anything like they virtually a clone of raspberry bulbs. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, I think Nick will, will cop to that for sure. Right. I mean like, you know, yeah, 
basically a clone of raspberry bulbs. Um, but yeah, that was really fucking good. Um, there was nothing I didn't like about that. The recording was way better than I thought it was going to be. I don't know why. Maybe I was just kind of like the artwork on it is like, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would have liked, I I don't know something about the artwork. It's just okay. But I I, I was just by going off of that, I I thought, okay, this is probably going to be a little bit rough, but I think, I, I think I might like this just based on, you know, what you sort of had to say going in. Right. But yo, that sounded like really good. Yeah. Um, you know, there was there was there was no improvement to be made in the recording of that. It was noisy, but it was also clear. It was loud. Um yeah, it was good. Yeah, man. This the shit is great. It's a it is a uh, a very strong first showing. I I really hope that this band catches on. Um Nick Nick is like low key one of the most unheralded like songwriters in punk and hardcore and has been for I think the last decade. I I was a fan of of bands that Nick played in uh long before I became friends with Nick. Um he played in a really really good shoegaze band called No N E A U X for anybody who's into that genre. I think their full length is is up on Spotify. They broke up a few years ago, but it's well worth checking into. It was very very good and Nick Nick wrote all the songs of that and played guitar. Um, I think same deal for this one. He's playing guitar, bass, um, doing vocals and uh, and writing the songs. And then uh, a dude named Andy Rice, who I know I have a bunch of mutual friends with, but I've never met, um, is playing drums. They're based out of uh, Portland. And uh, yeah, I think I think I mean, when Nick hit me up about it, he was like, hey, me and Andy Rice, I think we're going to do a thing that's like, you know, super raspberry bulbs influence. We're going to try and do sort of a black metal and post punk tinged hardcore thing. And uh, I was intrigued because I, I love Nick's songwriting. Uh, he also plays in a band, Lost Leader, um, that is, is is worth everybody's time. Patrick from uh, Self-Defense Family and Drug Church sings in it. It's really good, just weirdo music. Um, so I was expecting this to be good. And when he sent me over the tracks, I was uh, I was not let down. It's really good. I've heard, I've heard basically their whole LP's worth of music, and uh, it's all to this quality. It, uh, it kicks ass. They are... They are doing they are doing the Raspberry Bobs thing really well, but the cool thing is, is like there's not a lot of bands in that lane. I mean, there's not there's there's a surprisingly low number of bands doing sort of like a black metal and hardcore punk hybrid for as sort of closely related sonically as those two things are, and even like in their ethos. Um, you right. Would, you would think more attempts to do that would have been made over the past 20, 30 years. Um, but not that many really exist. Um, and, uh, on, there are only a few that do that really are like cream of the crop and that rise to the top. And, and I think this is definitely one of the best attempts that I've heard at that. Well, time. I mean, I mean, you know, they're not trying to do the same thing as raspberry evolves. They're trying to be raspberry. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Like I said, I think Nick would probably cop to that. Um, so, you know, getting back to La Armada here, yeah. um, if you like La Armada, you will like Soothing because Soothing is better than La Armada. Okay, fair enough. Right? Yeah. It is. It's right. better. Yeah. Right? Much better, yes. Um, it's cooler, right? Yeah, way cooler. Um, there's nothing there's nothing really cool about like overproduced hardcore punk. No, it's one of the least cool things in the world. <laughs> right. I mean, like hardcore punk needs needs um a lot of filth and like basically like 
a lot of dirt around it. It, it, it can't be overproduced because then, well, it sets off the radar, right? Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, so this is cooler and better than La Armada. So if you like La Armada, you will like this. If you like this, odds are you probably don't like La Armada. <laughs> yes, probably not. Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, this shit is really good. Uh, the other track on this is is really good too. Like I said, I listened to it on repeat the other day when I was doing like a little press blurb for them. Um, and I'm stoked for everybody here to hear the other tracks that they have because I think they have like eight, uh, six or eight more tracks already like totally recorded in there. Like they I said, they need to fucking get on it then. Like I said, I think Nick is going to do like, he's going to release like a series of lathe cuts and then kind of simultaneously shop around for a label to do like an LP. So yeah, I, think, yeah. I think that's the plan. Uh, but I yeah, that's you'll have to do much fucking shopping. Uh, one would hope not. Cause this is really good. You just, it just needs to get into the, the, the ears of the right people. And I think, uh, I think that this would probably blow up, you know, just low key, send it to relapse, pretending that you're raspberry bulbs. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, hey, we've been working on some new on some new material. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> There'll be none the wiser. No, none the wiser. Um, so, all right. On that note, let's roll the dice. All right. Five again. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Five is Clock of Time, Pestilent Planet. Um so yeah, this was uh, this features features members of uh, well well yeah this is the one that features members of Diot yeah Diot Vex and Useless Eaters yeah um, in the bio here it says Pestilent Planet is a stunning statement of intent wow I wonder if I'll no. be stunned by yeah. this yeah yeah um, so it's on Static Shock like I said I mean it's almost a guarantee that I'll enjoy it staticshockrecords.bandcamp.com and I think this is the newest release um, just dropped on August 21st so it's a couple weeks old um, whoever sent this in had a specific song that they suggested um, but uh, but I can't remember who sent it in so i don't know there's a there, there is a title track pestilent planet mm-hmm. there's a video um, that goes to the title track too well so they clearly thought that was the that was their strongest that's the one right yeah that's that's got to be the one so yeah all right let's listen to pestilent planet by clock of time off of the release of the same name Let's 
We just heard the song Pestilent Planet off of the record of the same name by the band Clock of Time from Berlin. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, that was uh, a close second on the best thing I've heard today. Indeed. Yes. Um, I, 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 I was a little more into, I think, uh, um, um, I was a little more into uh, fuck Soothing? My brain just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, just because it, it caught me a little more off guard. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of knew what to expect with this because I had heard this now that I, yeah, that artwork is very recognizable and I had heard this and it, it um, yeah, this uh, is exactly what I expect. But, you know, this was, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's summed up totally in Diot, Vex and Useless Eaters. Right. Yeah, sure. Right. I mean, yep. there's a lot of fucking Diot in that. A lot. Definitely. I mean, the the vocalist of Diod is like so, has such a distinctive delivery and voice. Like, it's yeah, but also just like in the song in, in the song structure too. Totally. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Um. That'll be a purchase. Uh. You can get that through Iron Lung too. You don't have to pay that fucking um, overseas shipping cheddar oh, if you don't dope. want to. Dope. 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 Um. Yeah. That was really good. I mean, certainly the caliber of shit I would expect from people involved in those projects. Um, very, very good, cap- capable uh, post-punk shit. Um, it struck me that Homeboy from Diot, he his vocal delivery, it it especially over this track, which do- it does have Diot vibes in it to it for sure. Um, but I think it's still distinct enough to to be recognizably a different entity. Um, yeah. But his his vocal delivery, especially over the top of this, um, it's really similar to like 
crass or conflict almost yep. like the spoken word like mm-hmm. matter of fact and like i that i really love that because i fucking love conflict and i love crass and i love steve ignorance vocal delivery um and uh that that is maybe a thing that sort of like immediately struck me when i heard di because i love mm-hmm. the dude's vocals but i'd never been able to articulate really what i liked about him and then hearing it over this track it suddenly struck me i'm like fuck this sounds like you know this totally sounds like steve ignorant level delivery yeah um, it, it i mean if you listen to i mean on on the last diot full length um mm-hmm. what's it got to do with me yeah yep totally right i mean it's the same thing it's For that sure. it's that marching spoken delivery um just a, it's just slow enough that he's not just straight talking you know what right. i mean yep. it's just yeah. measured and paced and, and and like the cadence of it is just measured and slow enough that it's not just talking to you but mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. No, it's for it's sure. almost it's almost like um, it's almost like a like a um, delivered in the style of like a like a mantra or a chant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Which when that is executed well, I can I can super get into um, and over this this style of music very very much so. Yeah, this was this was great. I mean, drawing from a lot of really dope classic death rock and post punk influences, um, very capably performed. I, you know, I don't know. I can't say that much about this because it's just like no, it's it's fucking perfect. I mean, if, perfect. yeah, yeah, this is really good. Um, this is if you don't like this, it's because you are a fucking knucklehead, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like you, you, you know what I mean? Have, you don't have two brain cells to rub together if you don't. No, nope, like you're you're a fucking knucklehead, and um, basically, you're just the only reason you fucking show up for anything is uh, because of the fucking fashion and the fucking you know the the fucking uh the crowd killing during the breakdowns. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or, or you're, or you have like some, you're protecting some sort of perception of your masculinity. that doesn't like you to, doesn't allow you to like gay stuff like this. Right. Um, or, you know or, I mean? or, or you're paying like dues to have friends that wear the same insignia on their clothes as you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're a grown man who goes up goes to your meetup club. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> your your hardcore mosh dance, your hardcore dance crew. Right, but like if 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 you if you have any interest in the breadth of the punk genre, yeah, then you like this. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, now, um, now, see, now I want to listen to fucking Berkshire Cunt. Oh yeah, what a track. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, so yeah, since, since there's not that much to say about this other than that you're a fucking moron if you don't like it, um, I guess let's, let's keep the dice rolling. Okay. Um, let's see. One. Okay. One is rigorous institution with survival slash despotism. Um, also I, I thought I should mention that that last submission was, uh, another hit by Ryan Donahoe. Ryan Donahoe just sending in banger after banger for the most part. So shout out to Ryan. You're you've uh, you, you evidently your taste overlaps with our own quite a lot because you've sent in a lot of shit that we, that we dig a whole lot. Um, So this next one, rigorous institution, this is one that was sent in by uh, Justin straw um, who said it is uh, some Portland band that's doing something distinctly desperate and grimy. Um, which, you know, I like the sounds of that. I like the artwork for it for sure. It, um, so I clicked on, you know, their just general music page for the other stuff that they have. Cause they have a uh-huh. couple other EPs and a demo. Yeah. Um, and that artwork that they have on there is definitely the least shitty of their four releases. 
Um, um, the Coming of Terror, I can barely even tell what's happening on that. Yeah, is that like a is that a skull <laughs> that's like ripping through? It looks like a skull breaking through the Weezer logo, or like you know, like like a, a portal into um, dimensions that have been lost to humanity has opened up in the middle of a Weezer logo. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Right, right. Yeah. Like, like you know, the Waitleys are up on the fucking altar table on Sentinel Hill performing their rituals and a Weezer logo shows up only to be <laughs> rent in midair by Yogg-Sothoth moment, moments later. Um, um, but their artwork is shitty in a way that I really enjoy. I like the logo on the Penitent LP. Uh-huh. Um, the Penitent LP. That yeah. Rigorous Institution logo is dope. Yeah, it's super, super sick. Uh, it's all, yeah, that's their best logo. Um, I don't even know what the fucking demo is. Is it a, is it a, a rotten pumpkin being crushed by a snake? It looks like one of those rage comic memes, you know, from back in the day. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. the, that were born of like 4chan um, right, with, like, with a snake wrapped around its head. Like, you know, I have a hard time believing whoever did that looked at that and knew what the fuck they had just done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm like, yep, it's done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like how do you how do you even how do you even know what the moment of completion on a piece like that is? You know what I mean? <laughs> it looks like he just didn't. He's like, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll just call it here. Yeah. Um yeah. all right. So uh so yeah, so they have this uh survival despotism EP. Um the song that was suggested is uh the presumably A side, um, survival. So we are gonna listen to survival by the band Rigorous Institution. Yeah. 
right, we just heard the song Survival off of Survival slash Despotism by Rigorous Institution from Portland. Nate, how'd you feel about it? I like that a lot. That's yeah. three fucking bangers in a row. Yeah. Um, I think we should go out on that. Um, I agree. Um, that was dope. Uh, I was not sure what I, what we what we were in for. What I was hoping for was what we got, right? Yeah, Which sure. was a well-executed vision of shittiness that was rad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, we'll say that like the outward projection is intentionally and like, you know, directed towards turning you away with its uh, shitty exterior. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm telling you what, man, that fucking, I wouldn't even look twice at that coming a terror EP if I saw it in a record store. Really, I I definitely would, man. I because there's so like, there's so fucking many shitty D beat crust bands, whatever you want to call it, right? Studs and spikes, fucking beaver tail, butt flap, fucking bands that right. have a black and white fucking you know black and white artwork like that with a name like Rigorous Institution that you you, you it's just an endless sea of shit. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's like, true. Like really, really poorly done shit that's not really worth your time, right? Yeah. It's almost like the bands are just made so that, you know, somebody can put another patch on their fucking, on, on their on their, on their their vest and, uh, you know, spend some of that fucking hard-begged cash on the fucking corner. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, I feel that for sure. Like, like I wouldn't even fucking look at that. The demo, I, I the demo, I would probably look at because it's so unbelievably shitty. <laughs> right, I'd, yeah. ha- I'd have to know what's on that. Right, yeah, yes, uh, I'd have to know what's on that. So, like, it looks like there's like definitely this 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 intent. Mm-hmm. It's not by accident. It's not like, well, this is the best we can do. Right, right. I'm sorry, guys. The demo artwork. That's as good as we can fucking do. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, that's that's all the better they want it to look because they don't want you to dig any deeper. I really like that a lot. I was looking at their tags. Um, I mean, obviously, the first thing that comes to my mind is fucking Hellhammer. Yes. Um, Yes. You could you could almost have told me this is like a lost track from a Hellhammer demo session. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and, And there's a lot of bands that you could put under that label, too, that you could also say fucking Hellhammer. But like, I'm just going to take it back to Hellhammer. Right. Because. Why, why would I, why would I, tr- it always bugged me when I, when I used to read MRR mm-hmm. that like I would read the reviews and they wouldn't tell me what the band sounded like. Instead, whoever was reviewing the fucking band would basically just go through the maximum rock and roll record collection and pick the five most obscure versions of, of like a black flag sounding band that sounded like the record that they were reviewing instead of just <laughs> saying, Hey, this sounds like black flag. Right. Sure. You know but what like, I mean? But use like use the most commonly fucking recognized re- like right, reference right. point. You know what I mean? Right. Don't tell me. Don't tell me like a hundred fucking nth generation minor threat ripoffs that came out of fucking Poland in you know 1991. I don't care what they sounded like. I want to know what the band that you're reviewing sounded like. Does it sound like minor threat? Yes. Then just fucking say minor threat. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. Like it's just the big brains over an MRR showing that showing you that they know more about you and they have access to uh, rarer records than you do is what right. I always felt like. Right. It's a bunch of bullshit. Sure. Um. So I'm not gonna fucking you know pick a bunch of nonsense fucking bands that also sound like Hellhammer. I'm just gonna tell you that this sounds like fucking Hellhammer. Totally. Hellhammer, early Bathory, right. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, <clears throat> I mean, Hellhammer more than anything. And yes, I, I detected a little bit of synth in there. 
Um, yeah, there's some synth crust on it. So that was a that. So the fact that I detected it and it wasn't the you know preeminent component of the song mm-hmm. um, was very tasteful and well Indeed. done. Yes. Um, as I look at the picture of the people now, it looks like there's somebody standing in the back not doing anything, and I imagine that they're at the fucking synth. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, you know what I mean? Like they're standing at the computer and the fucking board, just pissing around and checking their email and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and booping, uh, booping a fucking <laughs> button every once in a while. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, this was really fucking good. I am going to buy whatever form, whatever this song makes it onto. Mm-hmm. Um, I will buy. Well, I'm going like to buy their, their other it, stuff too, for sure. It looks like you can find it via the link uh, below the below the record or below the songs. Um, it's imitateahuman.com. Um, let's see what format this is on. It I is, do not see that at all. Uh, maybe it's because you're maybe the format that you're on. So it's the it says it is a single single EP, but it doesn't say what the format is. So I assume that it's on seven inch. I, I, I don't see imitating on at least the, the desktop version of the website that I'm looking at. Uh-huh. There is no mention of imitate or human. Really? So there's like, so right below the song, I'm on the desktop version, right below the songs on survival slash despotism. Yeah. Um, it says two track single out now on roach leg records, imitate for physical copies. Oh, I found it. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, so uh, so I was I was on the page for the survival song, not the whole. Not the oh, whole okay, word word. So, um, oh, it's on Roach, Roach Leg too. So Roach Leg is, um, Roach Leg pops up in my fucking like, uh, I guess my personal zeitgeist, musical zeitgeist enough. Yeah, um, that I well, like that subdued LP came out, oh, that subdued record came out, and some and, other stuff. And they put out, uh, they put out like a, an urchin seven inch. Yes, um, that is really fucking good. Um, so yeah, I mean that makes sense that this is on here. Um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't specify what it is, so I'm gonna assume that it's a seven inch, especially because it's 500 copies. They're not. There's just rare that you'll get 500 copies of a tape made. So um, yeah. And so I was looking at the other ones too. They're all on different, like little, like little tiny fucking record labels. Like mm-hmm. um, the Penitent EP, I think, is on Whisper in Darkness Records. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the rigorous, in- the the, uh, the coming of the New Terror is on uh, Blackwater, I think. Okay, I fuck with that so, though. I I try to do uh, I try to do like a different small like tiny little yeah. label for every Killsurf City release just because I think it's fun to do. So yeah. I fu- I fuck with that approach for sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's up for pre order right now. So I'm probably gonna pre order a copy of this because that was uh that was to me that was one of the most um refreshing takes on black metal that I've heard in 2020. Just because it's like it goes right back to the roots with like just a slight degree of variation by throwing in like the little subtle hints of synth in there. Um, but like it's, you don't get a ton of bands that are doing like passable, uh, you know, even passable, let alone really good hellhammer worship in 2020. Um, so I, I was pretty psyched to hear that. That was not necessarily what I was expecting. Um, but it was really, really fucking good, and I yeah. enjoyed every bit of it. So, yeah, um, I definitely like that. And and uh, um, as I was looking at their tags at the bottom of the page for them, mm-hmm. at least for this uh, for this uh, release, yeah, um, they have uh, Castle Punk, yeah, Peasant Punk, <laughs> okay, 
surfed them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and click on it. So the, the, the rigorous institution is the only band tag surfed. Them. They also have toiling. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, I like the idea that like, like These are so, some toiling surfs. <laughs> so like the surfs are listening to this music and making this music, you know what right. I mean? Like yeah, yeah, in yeah. Field, right. Yeah. And if they're, if they can make this sort of music, they're, they clearly have the potential to be more than serfs. <laughs> right, yes. You know? Meanwhile, yeah. the fucking, the, the, the king is like listening to textbook and shit like that <laughs> in his castle. You know yeah. what I mean? Because this is, this, there could scarcely be anything more antithetical to textbook than this. Yes, very true. Um, You know, like the serfs look up in like, like bitter revulsion and like <laughs> promises of, of uh, promises of, of like justice and revenge. Um, whenever they hear, uh, you know, the fucking cartoon music coming out of the castle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, right. Like the cartoon music is, is like, you know, getting all kinds of fucking hype and everybody thinks it's super cool. And here the surfs have been digging around, you know, with their fucking hell hammers um, for like 40 years in the fucking mud of the fields, not getting anywhere. And their day is coming. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, speaking of which, we got, we got all dope shit except for textbook tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It, everything, everything we heard tonight was, was good except for that. Right. Which is good. That's, uh, we, I think it's been a minute since we've had a night where like, it was just sort of like banger after banger, you know? Right. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. We got some good ass submissions this week. So, if, you know, shout out to everybody for that. You, you did a good job. Yeah. Good work. Uh, um, so for voicemails this week, I think we should keep it brief because we had uh, various people lamenting just the, the length of the voicemails on the last episode. And I hear you, you know what I mean? Hey, like the we, first we just, people to fucking lament it were us. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like we, we were transparent about it on the episode. We were like, fuck, this is a lot of shit to get through, but you know, let's just get it out of the way. So we we're don't have powerless. To do fuck. <laughs> yes. We, we, we can't control this. We just, we're, we're slaves to the content. Man. What? That fucking Im- imitated hu- human record has a pretty cool Beharit shirt, but of course they only have child sizes. They don't, they, they don't go up to two XL. Just up to XL. Ah, man, that's a bummer. Yo, yeah, yeah. fucking kid sizes. It's the thing is on like a big cartel or something too, like you can make it so like you can put 2XL and 3XL on there and like you can specify under like specific sizes, like you can add plus $2. So if it's going to cost you a couple extra bucks to produce your 2XL and 3XL, just add that option on there, make it cost a couple extra bucks. Yo, don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. You haven't been paying paying two or three dollars extra for every goddamn at least minimum for every fucking article of clothing you've ever ever bought. Um, it's not as if there's two dollars more fucking cloth on a two or three XL shirt. <laughs> they just they cost they cost more to they cost more to buy from the wholesaler. So if you're printing it's, them, they cost you more. That's just the fucking it's, bullshit. It's, it could be bullshit, but it's it's simply the chain of business. Yeah. Uh, I, I charge two I charge two dollars extra for two XL and three XL shirts because that's what they cost me. It's discriminatory. It's discriminatory. <laughs> it is, but you know, um, it's not like you were born this way. You could just lose some fucking weight. Oh uh, yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> I know. Maybe if maybe if I lost, I don't know, a third of my body weight, I could fit into an XL. <laughs> well, it's doable. 
<laughs> Can you imagine me at 200 pounds? That would suck, dude. I would hate to see that. That would be a wretched sight. Because you know I'm about to die then, right? <laughs> yes, yes. If you saw me at that weight, something's seriously wrong. Yeah, something's really wrong. You're like very sick either in the head or in the body. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I hope that I never see you like that. Yeah. So uh, on that note, let's let's just do a few messages. We'll do like three. And it lo- I'm looking at the lengths right here. No, nobody broke through the 90 second rule. Like people are okay. are adhering to it. They're all the longest one we have is technically 93 seconds long. It's a minute 33. But you know, I I give a little leeway because usually there's some space at the beginning and the end. So um, thank you, our loyal our loyal listeners, heeding our fucking edict. Yeah. Um, so let's just listen to like three of these real quick. Okay. Yo, what's up, everybody? So, initially there was supposed to be like 25 more minutes of content here. Uh, But much to the chagrin of people who love the voicemail segment and much to the joy of people who hate it, I had to delete all of it because as I went to edit this episode, I looked in our voicemail folder so that I could download the messages and drag and drop them into my DAW and they weren't there. So, uh, at first I, I questioned this and thought, man, did, did Google Voice fuck up? But, you know, I've never experienced an error of that caliber with that, with that application before. So, I thought to myself, you know what, Nate has access to this folder now, and I don't, I don't trust Nate to successfully interface with technology all the time. So, I shot him a text, and I said, hey man, did you happened to delete the messages uh, that we listened to for the last episode and he said you know what I actually did Uh, I just was deleting them as we went along listening to them like they were emails or something so uh, they don't exist anymore and I'm actually a little bit bummed about it because we had some good ones we had uh, two two calls from an Australian homie so like you know, we, we got we got calls from several continents away, um, either Niall or Neil. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm sorry. Uh, they were good. We got a call from one of my favorite people in the entire world. Joe uh, lives down in Indianapolis, called to uh, talk about fishing. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, we actually had people adhering to us asking that they leave a minute and a half or under calls and like focus their content it was nice it was like what the voicemail section really should be uh i was like really starting to come back around to it as a concept and they fucking deleted all of them so yeah i guess if you hate the voicemail segment you know it's your lucky week but we got three more in the queue next week and we're gonna listen to them so if you don't like it fuck you you can turn the show off at the end if you uh, don't want to listen to it but uh, on that note, I guess we'll sign off. I'll give you the, the normal end of the show plugs. So if you want to send, su- send stuff into us, it is demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is, you know, punk or hardcore adjacent. And that is pretty loose. We run fast and loose with that definition. Uh, and that it is a year or less old because we like to keep things fresh and in the moment. If you want to call in, you can do so at 260 222 8341 
And uh, if you want to become a patron, it is patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. I'll reiterate what uh, was said earlier in the in the episode, which is that several people now have said that the Patreon content are our uh, best episodes. I know times is tough for a lot of people and we lost a few listeners uh, or a few patrons this last month. It's all good. No hard feelings. But uh, if you if you think you might be interested in hearing Nate and I wax on the uh uh, history of bands like Rorschach and Kiss It Goodbye or go through our personal record pile or talk about old music as much as you like us talking about new music, uh, you might really enjoy the Patreon because we just cover a, a broader scope of punk and hardcore music because we're not as tethered to the format. So yeah, if you enjoy uh, if you enjoy what we do here, you might enjoy what we do on the Patreon. But on that note, I'm not going to monopolize any more of your time. Thanks for tuning in and we will holler at you next time. <laughs>